Happy New Year! It is 2019 now, friends. Here we are. And so as a fun little bonus challenge, I texted Joe from New York and I said, mm-hmm. I want us to do like a top five highlights of 2018. What are your top five? What are my top five? And the reason I, I posed this challenge to you is because one of my favorite books slash movies is High Fidelity by Nick okay. Hornby. Okay, okay. Um, and the whole thing centers around like, what's your top five? And top fives of lists of everything. Um, and I thought, well, we've been talking about art and mm-hmm. pop culture consistently for a year. Um, so in all of that, what's your top five? What's my top five so, oh, for this year? Just for 2018. And okay. go and explain a little bit about each and why. And, and then why. Okay. do you want to do one and then I'll do one? Or yes. do you want to go like full, your full five and my full five? Let's, let's do one and one. Okay. Uh, is that okay? Totes. Okay, cool. Go. So my one that I'm going to, the, my first one, and it's the first one that I thought of, uh-huh. is The Black Panther. There you go, Wakanda. Wakanda forever. And the reason why is because what a way to start off the year. Yes, that was one of the first things we talked about. Yeah. yeah. It was a great way to start off the year. It was something that I feel, it was like the first moment where people were like, yes, we need to go see this. This movie is important. Um, you saw it. <laughs> and uh-huh. I, I know you're not a Marvel movie girl. I'm not generally like any kind of superhero movie person but yeah. i saw black panther and yeah. i was down it was fun and yeah and i thought that the performances were good mm-hmm. i thought that it also had like i mean the guy who directed it directed fruitvale station mm-hmm. like it, it had those elements of it it was just you know and on a sub note like movies that took place in oakland this year mm-hmm. <laughs> so black panther blind spotting yeah. sorry to bother you as crazy as batshit crazy as that was mm-hmm. it started a conversation it started a conversation so yeah black panther really kind of set the tone black panther colon oakland movies exactly colon <laughs> oakland movies that's where you're going with that so that's my one so solid black panther it, it had to be number 1 very good okay my number 1 um, for the, and these are like in no particular order. Okay. I don't think. Only, Black, pa- only Black Panther was the w- only one that I wanted first. Okay. Every, everything else is, is not in no particular order. Okay. Well, I think that this one came to mind because when I was watching this, I was like, God, this is one of my favorite things of this year. That's what made me text you. Mm-hmm. Um, so my number one Ooh. is JVN Skates. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Van Ness mm. of Queer Eye, Netflix's Queer Eye, I feel like has been one of these like breakout stars of this year mm-hmm. because this year was Queer Eye season two, mm-hmm. right? Or did Ye- we watch season one and two this it year? It was like end of last year going into this year and they had... And then they had season two come out in April. So it yes. was it was one of those, but like they really... Because it was so successful, they rushed to season two. Exactly. Yeah. But like they really came to their fruition like yeah um they really came to the fruition in this year yeah so so i started following jonathan van ness specifically um on insta but also his podcast getting curious Mm -hmm. i think it's so easy to and the reason he's one of my top five is because i think it's very easy to like kind of dismiss him as being like flighty and silly and fun or whatever Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. He's fiercely intelligent, Mm -hmm. fiercely inquisitive, and also a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I'm like, I'm so inspired by. And so he started this quest to like, as he's obsessed with gymnastics and figure skating, 
he started this quest to learn figure skating. And so he got a coach and he started and all of his Insta videos now are like of him learning spins and skating backwards and triples and, and axles. And like, he's getting so good. But I think it's also this amazing example of people who don't have perfect bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are attempting something new, mm-hmm. who are not afraid to look silly or stupid while they're trying and learning. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he's just such like, he embodies joy. All the time. Absolutely. Even when he's politically like pissed as fuck and speaking on that, he still always operates from a place of joy and um and and also just setting such a great example. And that's why he was one of my top five this year. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. And I've been following, as I always say, I've been following Jonathan Van Ness since uh he was doing his YouTube videos for Gay of Thrones. And then when his podcast was on the first network it was on before yeah. they dropped him. Yeah. And then, and then he got picked up and again. And then he got picked up again yeah. and then he got huge. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, don't sleep on a queen. But also the fact that like, as he was starting out, he was still like cutting hair and mm-hmm. doing hair. Like he was still, still teaching yoga, still teaching still yoga, hair, yeah. still had all of that stuff going on, even though he was like getting like famous and famous. And I still think to this day, he's still like doing some of that a little Definitely. bit. Definitely, And also like skilled in his fields, mm-hmm. you know, like this is not a side hustle. Like he's professional, professional, professional across the board. Exactly. Right. And the world is falling in love with him. And I just, I think he's just, a goddamn delight. Yes, we want him on the show. Come on. Come on, JV. Make it happen. Make it Come happen. On in. Um, that was mine. Go okay. ahead. You're the, number two. The number two that I have. Number two, like poo. Number two, like poo, that I have crazy rich Asians. Yes. Which I just saw again last night on the plane home from New York. Oh my God. Okay. I, I watched it again with my parents. We watched it on Christmas Eve. What did your parents think? My have they d- seen it? <laughs> my dad had not seen ah. it. Ah. And I told them I was like, I was like, this is important. Did <laughs> you, you watch it in the aircon? We watched it in the aircon. Uh, <laughs> of course, they laughed as much as I did. Yes. And then at the end of the film, when like you know the Mandarin Chinese version of Yellow Coldplay's yes. Yellow is playing uh-huh. in the background, my dad was like, "So what was the point of that? Was it just that they were rich and Asian?" <laughs> and I was like, "It's about representation." <laughs> yes. Yes. And then I was like, oh, and then when Michelle Yeoh comes out and she looks like smooth criminal in her pants suit. (laughs) Everything. Yes. But like all of also just how like one of my favorite moments around around Crazy Rich Asians is right when the film was had its wide release. There was a video that was released where every single cast member was talking about like where they're from and then what it means to have to work on a film where it was put at such the forefront to have this kind of diverse to have like a predominantly Asian cast sure. and then reading the interviews talking about like oh we had this food that was present here that like you know no one no one said anything about mm-hmm. like had this how this food was weird i didn't have to explain it away because it was everybody yeah. that knew so it was just like having having that kind of representation and then subsequently from this film i mean we have we reaffirmed our we reaffirmed uh, constance wu as having this rebirth as the like asian sandra bullock we <laughs> we, mm. we 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 bring in um henry golding who did two movies this year already mm-hmm. like this is good. We we put Michelle Yeoh back in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's such a delight. I love that um, I was watching it on the plane for the second time. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. as the movie starts, mm-hmm. it starts with that scene of 
is it Michelle Yeoh? Michelle Yeoh in the... In Entering the... into the hotel, mm-hmm. right? And that's the only scene with white people in it. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the whole movie. And I had forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. I forgot that that was how this movie started. And I just, it, it was brilliant. Oh, yeah. It was such a, like, delightful, like, oh, God, I forgot how good this was. And she's yes. all like, get a mop. And yep. I'm like, yes, yes get exactly. a mop. Clean up after me, white people. Mm-hmm. Yes. I loved it. Yes. So good. In the book, that scene is really great. And in the book, she actually fires him. But, like, I liked how she was just like, get a mop. <laughs> yep. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Okay. My number two, like, poo is uh, the political satire of 2018. Mm. Specifically, Laura Benanti as Melania uh-huh. on The Colbert Show, mm-hmm. who is perfection every time. And who is it? Uh, Alex Moffat Alex as Moffitt. Eric Trump. <laughs> so Eric Trump on SNL is my favorite thing ever, every time. And Alex Moffat is just... He's like one of those cast members on SNL where you're like, who are you again? Hence, I just asked you what mm-hmm. his name was again. But, oh my God, it's like the smartest, funniest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Every time. And it just becomes increasingly more unhinged every single because time. Because they can. Because yeah. our, as our government becomes unhinged, so can satire. And that is the beauty of satire. But also, I just think like it was such an amazing year for SNL. It was an amazing year for late night like political satire was free to run amok because they had so much to say and so yeah. much to be pissed about, but also so much to teach us. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was here for it. So specifically Alex Moffat mm-hmm. and Laura Benanti. Laura Benanti, like part of me is just like, is she just doing her character from um, uh, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown? A little bit. There's a touch of that, yes. <laughs> but but it's like, it's but so But it's good. also so dead on yeah. Melania. It's well, insane. she's also a model. Like, they're both models. Yeah. Right? So there you go. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, what's your number three? My number three along the same lines, because my original number three was the Queer Eye 5, uh-huh. but I changed it. Oh. I changed it. I don't think we've what? ever talked about it. What did you change it to? I don't think we've ever talked about it um, on the show officially, but I'm going to bring it here. Since we're talking about how great, like if you talk about political satire, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about um, a social media presence, I want to talk about the Instagram account of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yes. <laughs> Good one. Because AOC, baby. AOC Represent the, the Bronx BK. Yes. Here's the thing about here's the thing. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, like, could like everyone can learn something. And when she after the like post-election is when it really got turned on with mm-hmm. her account, because she was like, okay, we're in this building. And it's like yeah. we're in this building and it's hundreds of years old. I've been following her for a long time since like the beginning whispers of her running. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and since, yeah, she's been a really exciting voice in New York to follow. And I, I and yeah. since she got elected, mm-hmm. then she just like threw caution to the wind. It was like, look, I'm here, bitches. It's hey. like, I'm here to stay. <laughs> I'm here for another. I'm here for another few years. Let's go. Boo, 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 boo. It was, Love it. it was just like, oh, here, we're on the train. Here's the train for members of Congress. Yep. Um, here, I think it was like, oh, yeah, uh, we're choosing our offices today. And then I think I mentioned this, yeah, yeah. Uh, choosing our offices. And then she's like, and we got the office right down the right w- next to where we were protesting yesterday. There's Nancy Pelosi's office. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but here now that she actually has like, 
she's using this platform to advance her like actual campaign platform. And I think it's going to give her constituency like a real, a, a, a way for them to know that she really is going to, she's yeah. going to the bat for them. Yeah. She's, she has her finger on the pulse of exactly where we are as a generation. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Yeah. Didn't she, like she walked into the library of Congress and was like, welcome to Hogwarts. <laughs> exactly. I'm and just somebody like- on Twitter was like, AOC walking into the Library of Congress and saying, welcome to, Ho- to Hogwarts, and I've never felt more seen. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly, right? Because Alexandria, uh, AOC just like is, is one of those people where it's like, yes, in this particular moment mm-hmm. where everything is being live streamed and everything is being live storied, live tweeted or whatever, she has taken that to the literal hallowed halls of our government mm-hmm. and is... And is exposed and exposing is sounds like such a negative connotation, but it's exposing things in a way that are just like, like demystifying. Like this is how we choose our offices. Yeah. This is how we choose our things. Yeah. Like it's a civics lesson that this is my name tag. This is a punch card and how you actually vote. And exactly. Like, these are the things that we don't see on. Here's Santa. an alarm that goes off every exactly. time we go. Like because that means there's a vote being on the floor. I got 15 minutes to get there. I gotta go there. Blah yeah. blah blah. Like it's just it's so interesting seeing that and I just cannot wait for the for the, what happens again next. teachable moments man we're learning yeah we're learning and stuff so there you go I love it also she's stunning head to toe uh she is yeah she and is she, regular she's not brown cow stunning no she's just regular stunning she's stunning yeah. but also it's like intentional with her choices T- today she posted something about wearing red lipstick and hoops to mm-hmm. her um being sworn in mm-hmm. and like the red lipstick was reminiscent of son- of um Sotomayor. Sonia mm-hmm. Sotomayor and um and her hoops being representative of like the Bronx and mm-hmm. uh, and also just like the white women's suffragettes and all these so good. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Um, yes. Okay. So AOC, you're one of the top. AOC, top you, five. you've made our list. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> um, okay, my number three is the royal wedding. <laughs> no! Don't don't Woo! go fall cackle away from that microphone. Ah! You get back here to the table. Okay, let's talk about Meghan Markle and how we have a blackety black black princess. <laughs> and I live for her. She's about to inject that into the royal family bloodline. I, beyond yes, the representation mm-hmm. of of her being now a part of the royal family, mm-hmm. the wedding. The wedding. If you go back and listen to our May episode, Jesus. listeners, <laughs> we spent like at least 40 minutes talking about this wedding, <laughs> talking about what you had to do to get the Oprah seats <laughs> and who got the cheap seats and what was going on. The but James like, Corden seats in the back. The James Corden <laughs> seats and like the cellist and the gospel choir. And, and he like, he was the MC at the reception. Yes. But it was like... <laughs> Yes, but like the black gospel choir, the black mm-hmm. cellist, the black preacher who talks about Martin Luther King. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, make Bring the white people uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, go there, go big. Um, oh God, when Meghan Markle sang "God Save the Queen," yes, ah! and Joe cried. I was like, what? Yes. Oh God, everything just so good. When Prince Harry was like, "Thanks, Dad." No, he said, "Thanks, Pa." Oh, thanks, Pa. Whatever. <laughs> oh my God, William's yeah. receding hairline. Like, give it. Yeah. Prince George in his little boy shorts. And, yeah. Ugh. I mean, all of it. I'm the ceremony of it, the occasion of what mm-hmm. happened. The whole world tunes in for a royal wedding, mm-hmm. and 
God damn it, this one did not disappoint. No. And like, welcome to the fam, Meghan Markle. We're yeah. behind you. We love you. So that was my number three. Mm-hmm. My my number three is also Meghan Markle. Yes! Her Royal Highness Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex. Or as... The Duchess of Sussex. Yeah. Mainly because I just wanted her to do her, her <laughs> lateral lisp again. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Got it. Mainly because it's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happened around, like, there was, like, the Lifetime movie. There was all the stuff with her, like, white part of the family that was, like, being really trash and really, like, blah about everything. And how literally, and, and to quote another queen, um, to to paraphrase from another queen, Maya Angelou, still like air, she rised. Absolutely. Exactly. She the rises. mother, Meghan Markle's mother, was, like, it serving you a moment. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yes. Megan Markle. I still say she should have been sitting with Oprah. I think Oprah should have been her date. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. If we could go and redo it. Ro- if, Oprah I did. mean, let's let's revisit that seating arrangement. Can and we? Meghan Markle is also the number one most Googled person of 2018. She really? Yes. She and Demi Lovato were tied for a long time. But for 2018, Meghan Markle, Duchess of Sussex, is the most Googled person. For the record, also, side note, this might be my favorite thing that we've done all year. <laughs> <laughs> like our top five review. I love it. Oh, I know. It's just like, uh, here we go. Okay. This is now going to be a thing. Okay. Guys, we're going to do this again next year, too. We might do it, and it might not even be the end of the year. It might not even. We might do like a six-month check-in. Yes. We might just do like a top five. Um, okay. Um, good. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Yes. Um, okay. My number four. Mm-hmm. Um, my number four was Becoming. Mm. By Michelle Obama. Mm. Um, yes. Hashtag hero book. Mm-hmm. And um, have you read it yet? No. I'm not Girl, ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I respect that. Um, it's just more so like the truth she tells within the book, the fact that it's her memoir, but it reads like the most interesting novel. And... The fact that she didn't just go on a book tour with it. She sold out arenas around the country and had like full on shows with and like very specifically selected powerful women to have conversations with throughout the country. So mm-hmm. she had Tracy Ellis Roth. She had Sarah Jessica Parker. She had one of the girls from Two, Two Dope Queens. Oh, yes. Um, Phoebe Robinson or, mm-hmm. or um, oh, I forget the other one's name. Jessica Williams. Yes. Something like that. Something, yeah. yeah. Um, so like at Reese Witherspoon, like women of all different colors, backgrounds, um, and had the most amazing conversations around the country mm-hmm. in front of not just small bookstore audiences, but like fucking stadiums. She sold out the Barclays Center. Oh my God. In Brooklyn. Like yeah. she's insane. Like it was amazing. And she did so in those fucking Balenciaga boots. Those $4,000 thigh-high gold mm-hmm. sparkle boots. Yes, you did, Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I needed to lay down after that. Uh, it was everything. She was serving leg. She was like, yes, I am these boots. Yes, she is. She's like, not only that, but I'm not going to pair it with like a quiet, neat little dress. I'm going to wear bright fucking yellow because look at me world. And I am... She's so unapologetically empowered and mm-hmm. herself, and uh, she Watch just out. wrote the greatest book, and then like gave it the best send off into the world. Mm-hmm. And everybody that I know that has read it has just like raved mm-hmm. about it. And it's, 
I can't wait to like continue to read that book over and over and listen to it over and over mm-hmm. so often. Yes. Okay. What's your yes. number four? Um, I thought I did number four because I went first. Oh, so okay. I did number, so this is my number five. What's your five? My number five is, um, hold on. It is a personal five. I so, also have a personal five. So my personal five is uh, my trip to Guam. Yeah. My trip back home. That was one of the most, like, if you're talking about literal culture, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is one of the um, one of the best things that happened last year. And going back and and reconnecting and going to, reconnecting with my culture, trying to, you know, still in the process of being like, it's okay to it's okay to not have mastery over it. Like mm-hmm. one thing that uh, one of my friends, Shannon told me when I first met her, cause I was telling her, I'm like, how do I be, how do I be tomorrow? But how do I also be like gay? And like, how do I be this? And she's like, you know, the West Western ideas tell you, tell us that we have to master things. Like we are not fully something unless we've mastered it until we know all aspects of it. But if you are, but with our culture, if you just are as much as you can be when you can be, than you are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're in a gay bar. And I was like, yes. Yes. So yes, that was my, that's, you know, that'll be my, my way to round out the year. That's as, a big one. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Um, my number five also mm-hmm. was um, all of the art that I saw internationally this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Not even just internationally. I think also just when you travel to see art, it mm-hmm. feels like an occasion you know, so whether I was traveling to Denver or to New York or to Copenhagen or to Amsterdam, I got to see the Mona Lisa this year, but I also got to see one of my best friends on tour mm-hmm. in Denver, you know, and I got to see um, some of the most beautiful theater I've ever seen in London when I saw like Pinocchio and Vivaldi and amazing puppetry and... um but I also got to see like, like life-size, giant, uh, large-scale sculpture out in the woods of Copenhagen, and like uh, you know, I it was yeah, it was a pretty incredible year to kind of be in museums and mm-hmm. see paintings that you've seen prints of your whole life, like Starry Night, yeah. Um, but then also to kind of just realize that like, you know. Th- we're in a society and we're like in a world and we exist in this world with this art, you know, and that we get to kind of stand in front of it and view Mm -hmm. it and, um, and experiencing. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's very easy for people to forget that they have access to the art that's all around them in the world. And I think it kind of has to be a choice to like go out there and see it. Yeah. And that is kind of a testament to what we've been doing all year. Yeah. You know, is like making a choice to go out and see it. And then come back and talk about it. And then talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Traveling for art is, I mean, I'm going to be honest. It's probably one of the main reasons why I travel Mm -hmm. is to go travel to see shows, is to go travel to see things. And, you know, again, I I always, it goes back to that, like being grown up on an island Mm -hmm. where you're stuck there and, you know, if it didn't come to you, you had to go to it. So yeah. I yeah. have no problem going to it. And I encourage all of you to exactly. travel. Like we exist in this world with so much mm-hmm. art and we are capable human beings that get to go out there and see it. So yes, it's been a good year, yo. Yeah, it has been a good year. Top five. 
Top five. You also said you had so I have the top. I have a top three. I didn't tell Wendy I was doing this. I have a top three breakout stars of 2018. I'm curious about this because he's probably going to name three people that I don't know. Um, you might. Well, you will trust. Okay. Top three breakout stars that captured our hearts and imaginations, and they're people to watch. Hopefully, they don't. You know. Hopefully, they continue doing good stuff. Okay. Number one on the top five. On the top three. Cardi B. Okay. Cardi B. America's sweetheart, Cardi B. She's one of the covers of the Entertainers of the Year for Entertainment Weekly. She had a baby. She had a baby. You know, she, the thing I like about her is that Cardi B is not afraid to be like, I'm still learning. Like, it's it's not afraid to learn in public Mm -hmm. and is very vocal. And again, another girl from the Bronx. Yeah. You know, so Cardi B, number one. Solid. Number two, Aquafina. Yes. (laughs) I loved her SNL moment. I loved her SNL moment. She had really great roles. I mean, her better role was obviously Crazy Rich Asians as Picklin, but mm-hmm. she also had a really great role in Ocean's, in, in Ocean's 8. And she just got picked up for a show that is loosely based on her life at Comedy Central. Oh. So it's loosely based on her life. Her dad is going to be played by B.D. Wong. What? Yeah. Like, it's going to be a good show. So Yeah. So it takes, really cool. it takes place in, like, her living in Queens. Yeah. Trying to make it um, as a performer. So. With B.D. Wong With of Law & Order SVU. Of Law & Order SVU. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was thinking that you were going to say, like, M. Butterfly. But no. no you were like, Law & Order SVU. I'm like, Law & SVU. Give me some Benson and Stabler. Yes. Yeah. So, Aquafina. Mm-hmm. One to watch in 19. And definitely one of the breakouts of 2018. Got it. Who's your and the third is a controversial choice, but I cannot deny Adam Rapon. I <laughs> don't think that's controversial. It's controversial because of how he broke my heart with uh, with Scooby Doo Papa. Scooby Doo Pop Pop. Um, uh, first of all, that was uh, first of all that was a throwaway season of Dancing with the Stars that thoroughly pissed us off. <laughs> Because it was only like four weeks instead of six. Mm-hmm. It needed to be six. It was athletes it was only. only. Four. Athletes only. With Marina Gatsby. Marina Gatsby. <laughs> and he ended with the most racist dance ever. <laughs> that if I was Marina Gatsby, I'd be really offended by. But you know, she probably blessed it. Um, but Adam Rapp- <laughs> See, here's the thing about Adam Rapon, right? He had all of this fanfare going into the um, 2018 Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. He gets a silver medal. Um, and he very famously just stood at the microphone and said, I just want to make Reese Witherspoon proud. Exactly. <laughs> and then everyone in Hollywood started following him. And then he like breaks out and has trend and has pivoted that, you know, after, you know, touring for a little bit, has pivoted that into career and entertainment, where now he was like the third judge on Dancing with the Stars Juniors. Mm-hmm. He had a correspondent thing in Good Morning America. He had a cameo on Will and Grace. He had a cameo on Will and Grace. And he has also now retired from professional skating. Yeah. He and had, he's uh, like twenty something. Exactly. He? <laughs> he has had a full arc of a of a career of an experience. So what's next? In 28. Exactly. What's next? Are you going to move in with your like six foot four tall Finnish boyfriend? <gasps> what? I know. He's so adorable. So handsome. But the thing about it is, is like, you know, here's someone who has literally been working all his life to get to an Olympics on that stage and that level. And then to pivot that, to basically say, no, I no longer want to do that. And to pivot that into a career in entertainment, which is something that he's, he's very good at. Like he's just very good at being kind of like that commentary and, Mm -hmm. um, and providing kind of that realness to it. 
so yeah, I mean, I also stand like a fabulous queen. So, mm-hmm. so there you go. Those are the top three, as seen by Joe, breakout stars. Well, it wouldn't be art time without Joe's Gay Corner. Exactly. <laughs> I had two. I had two women of color and a gay, like, and a white gay, and a white gay. That is, that's what I'm a about. A white femi gay. <laughs> I'm all about a white femi gay. I know you are, boo. I know. Um, so thanks for making me do this last year. Yeah, thanks for thanks for agreeing to do it. I mean, well, actually, it was your idea, but it was know. not my idea. Was it not your idea? No. No, you approached me and said, I want to have a monthly conversation with you. Did I? Yes. You said, I want us to do a podcast together. And I said, well, you came up with the concept though. So no, you said, I want to have a monthly conversation about like arts and everything. And I said monthly, like a period. And then art time. And then I named it. I named it art time. And here we are. And we're going into season two, AKA year two. Season two time of the month are you excited yeah yeah i mean art is gonna continue to happen (laughs) sure as hell right as rain it's gonna happen so movies will come out Mm -hmm. award shows are gonna happen whether or not they have hosts we don't know (laughs) well we'll see But theater's going to keep happening, whether it's shitty or not. And uh, there's exciting, exciting things ahead. So, yeah. So let's do this. Year two, y'all. Year two. Bye, guys. Bye.